Welcome to Healing You. Welcome to Healing You, presented by Define You Radio, with host Valencia Griffin Wallace. Committed to helping you heal with stories, tips, and strategies by guests who were once hurting. In order to define you, you must first heal you. Now your host, Valencia Griffin Wallace. Well, happy Sunday, everyone. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace, and thank you so much for tuning in to Define You Radio Presents Healing You, where you will hear the stories and life lessons from guests who understand that in order to heal you, you have to define you. Well, I am so excited to have on what I like to call Um, An unexpected surprise guest. With that being said, guys, if you tuned in a couple of weeks ago, you heard her give us a fabulous show, and she's on tonight to tell us about something new she got in, she has in the works. I'm sorry, guys. If you follow me on social media, you know I was like, I jumped state this weekend, so I'm still suffering a little mm, car lag. So with that being said, it's so funny that I am going to, uh, you know, that this Sunday is going the way it is. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and welcome my guest tonight. Miss Cindy, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you, Valencia? I'm doing great. Wow, you are the real MVP here because I was like, oh my goodness, today is like just going left, right, and sideways. And, you know, guys, if you learn nothing else from me, learn how to have a, an arsenal of people in your um, <laughs> Rolodex, so to speak. So it, it's so funny. So, Miss Cindy. Why don't you, I'm sorry, Miss Cynthia, why don't you go ahead and tell the guests who you are and just tell them a little bit about you, fill in those spaces that I missed and jumped over. Sure. Well, thank you for having me on your show tonight, Valencia. I enjoyed our last conversation a few weeks ago. <clears throat> so my name is Cynthia Mazzaferro. I'm a physical therapist, retired, and an ergonomist, which is someone who actually reduces stress in people's life. Typically, that's in the workplace. But what I have now done is actually um, work with clients and speak all over the world on bringing happiness into people's life by reducing stress and negativity that we perceive and um, occur in our life. And we can choose to be empowered and change that which makes us unhappy and healthy, on um, whatever unwords you want. Um, so there's lots of different things, and I am so excited to be able to share with you and your guests my new book that's going to be, the print copy is coming out on Tuesday, and the name of the book is called Powerful Beyond Measure by Cynthia Mezzaferro. And the ebook was released this past November, and it hit Amazon bestseller, number one bestseller in just a couple hours in all three categories. So it's a huge success. And I know everyone listening to this um, interview and your friends can all benefit from purchasing and actually participating in the book. Well, number one, congratulations. And before we forget, how can they, number one, get the ebook? And how can we get the hard copy also, which comes out on Tuesday, I believe, right? And you can actually order it today, yes. Um, they're actually been actually mailing them out to people in the past couple of weeks, but the actual official publishing date was um, Tuesday. They're always on a Tuesday. <laughs> For some reason, that's the way the publication work, world works. But um, you can order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Indie. You can go into your stores, and if they don't have the copy, you could ask them, and they will order it and call you in a couple of days when it comes in. So whatever is convenient for your guests um, is perfectly fine. There's ebooks and there is printed books. And next year, probably, there'll be also an audio book as well. I love audio books, okay? It, <laughs> it allows you to be able to do so much. So 
powerful beyond measure. What exactly does that mean? Well, it's a state of being in my mind and that so often individually we live in a place within ourselves that is usually humdrum, kind of like the hamster on the hamster wheel, doing what is regularly um, scheduled for the day, being the mom, the wife, the employee, or the employer. Um, And it causes us to feel disenchantized. It causes us to feel frustrated, disappointed in life, that we don't have any aspirations. Excuse me, I'm going to just cough for a second. I'm having a glass of water. (coughs) I apologize. Um, (laughs) So um, when um, we... um, realize that we are so unhappy with ourselves and with others and our world that it actually creates an unhealthiness within our body and on a cellular level, on an energetic level. And a lot of that unhappiness stems from our past when we were very young. We're all imprinted by our um, environment, our family upbringing, our religious upbringing, our um Many different situations can go into it, our poverty level, our education level, um, whether we're in the service, whether we um, only have a single parent, whether our grandparents brought us up. All of these influences definitely impact us. And as young children, we all have a perception that we take on, which I believe is very much tied to the the spiritual growth that we've come here into earth on a physical way to actually learn and grow as a soul. So that's kind of a mouthful. So let me kind of break that down a little bit. So why did we actually get born into our physical bodies, into this earth land? And we all believe, I believe almost 100% of the population will believe that there is a spirit within us. And our spirit never dies. It's always there and constant. And you may choose to believe or not that we are reincarnated or not, or we only live one life, but we all have a spirit or a soul within ourselves. And during our life, our physical life, we have the wonderful opportunity to grow spiritually. And ultimately, I believe that every one of us has to evolve or learn lessons of greater love towards ourselves and towards fellow man and the world that we live in. Through acts of kindness, through compassion, forgiveness, many, many different ways um, that we can actually express and receive love. And part of understanding that is that the way we've been impacted, wounded, that we take on as a child is somehow connected to the lessons that we need to learn as a as an adult, as we go through our life, our physical life, that is aligned with our spiritual purpose as well. So for me, my parents were divorced when I was seven, and I could not understand how a man could walk away from five daughters and his wife, ranging from ages of nine years of old to nine months old. And mm. how could just a man walk away from five beautiful daughters? Like we were trash and never participate in our life again. And I used to, every time I tell that story or talk about how I missed him not being at my wedding and walking down the aisle and the father-daughter dance and all the different beautiful celebrations that we would love our parents to participate in, um, I used to always get teary-eyed and I'd feel hurt and it would just be a raw wound again, if you will. And after I did my own inner healing and resolved um, resolution of that energy and the pain and anger, if there's even anger towards that, um, it really totally changed the way I viewed life. And um, it was really ironic because I didn't realize at the time, but that I also was actually afraid that my husband was going to leave me. He loved me, but would he walk out? And one day he came down and said that, I love you, Cindy, but I can't live with you anymore. And he was walking out the door. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like what my father did 20-something years later, 30 years later. And um, so, see, what we think, what we believe, 
and what we um, energetically vibrate with. That is actually internally occurring again and again. Every day we think we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Did you know that? That's a whole lot. (laughs) And I probably have twice as much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they say that 90% of our thoughts are negative-based. Hmm. And of those 90, 90% of the those thoughts, however many thoughts you have in a day, 85% are repeated each and every day. So you might be listening to this conversation saying, oh, that's me. I'm always thinking my kids don't love me. They don't respect me. I get no respect from anyone. And if that resonates with you, it might be that you felt you were never seen or respected as a child and you've been living this type of life all your life. No one sees me. No one respects for me. If it, maybe it's about, um, you know, I'm always having to be small. Everyone wants to dominate o- over me. Uh, and that's, that's that mental thought or emotional impact that you're having. But whatever it is that you personally experience on a day-to-day negative basis of thoughts and actions, that's coming from your past. And that's a good thing, actually, because once you can identify it, articulate it, put words to it, then you can choose for it not to claim you, that you can choose not to take those actions anymore and how to remedy that. And that's really important. Hmm. Number one, the statistics, the percentages you just gave, astounding, astounding, like, that the majority of our thoughts are negative because I think a lot of times people think, I know myself, I can't speak for everyone else, but I'm pretty sure everyone would agree. We all have negative thoughts, but I don't think that we realize how much they are repetitive thoughts and how much they can overtake our, you know, our positive thoughts. So that's, well, that's just very think of it. Let's say you were in the car. You were in the car driving or a passenger. And as you're driving in the car, these are probably some thoughts you might be having. Oh, we're going to be late. Oh, I was put rushed and I forgot this thing. Or, oh, my gosh, it's so much traffic. Or, oh, look at those potholes. You don't go in the car and say, oh, this is going to be a really beautiful ride. I get to be um, having some quiet quality time alone or I get to enjoy this time with my partner oh look at the beautiful trees now we don't think all of those things we think all the other things um and maybe a spattering of a positive thing oh look at that instead of you know why isn't this person going they can turn right on red you know Mm. so same thing if you're at a dinner table or you're at a restaurant Instead of saying this is a beautiful atmosphere, you might be saying, why isn't that waiter come over again? We could use more refill on our water. Um, (laughs) This table is kind of wiggly. You know, we just, our mind is always comparing and judging and criticizing. And we don't realize it. It just becomes such a a natural response that it permeates everything that we do. And I often encourage my clients to, to get a little jar, an applesauce jar or whatever jar you want, and every time you start catching yourself saying anything <clears throat> remotely um, negative, put a penny in or even a button <sighs> if you don't want to put money in, just, just a stone. It doesn't matter. It's more for you to see that you're acknowledging that you're having negative thoughts. And then what you do is when you have a negative thought, Say cancel, delete, reverse, and then replace it with a positive one. So I, what you're telling your mind is you're teaching your mind is I'm not going to stay in that space. I'm going to change it to a positive framework. It's it's so it's crazy and absolutely amazing because everything you just said, I know surely I do. I will get in the car and I'm enjoying the ride and next minute it's, oh my goodness, why is this person in front of me? Why is this person riding up on me? Why is the sun blinding me in one eye? Why is it cloudy? Like, and people, including me, never really think about how that truly is a negative thought. And if I put a penny in a jar, 
I, I would easily be rich. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's realized, you know, and if I could show if you were with me personally in a classroom setting, we would actually show you, I would actually show you how negative thought, just I can't, saying I can't is an energetically weak statement. And it will actually, if I tested your energy on your arm, it would go completely down. You'd be soft and supple and, and weak. We call it energetically weak. Where then if you said the words, I can, then you would hold your arm out straight and I would try to push your arm down, the same task, and it would hold strong. And the same thing can be said with anything that's a negative-based comment for you. Um, and it's very interesting. I had a, a class I was teaching, and we were doing a rice experiment with Dr. Emoto's wonderful work where he looked at water and frozen water, and he saw beautiful frozen crystals, perfect in formation. And then in Japan, the water there, much of it, almost all of it, is contaminated from the effects of the bombing. And the water crystals, when they're frozen, are deformed and um, not beautiful. And what he did is he took different water samples from all over the world, and he put the words on the little vials, on the little water vials, the tubes, positive words, negative words in all languages. And what he found is that when he took contaminated water or deformed water crystals and he put a positive word on it, it would change, it would heal, and it would be a beautiful, mm. perfect frozen crystal. The same thing would happen if you put beautiful music or even if you sent prayers and loving thought. This is all documented, scientifically proven. And also if you had beautiful frozen crystals, healthy, beautiful, pristine ones, and then you put a negative word on it, that the water crystals would be deformed. So remember, our body is made up of 80% water. So anytime we have a negative thought, we are structurally changing the water health within our body. Just think of that implication when it comes to our own health. That is very, very interesting. So I, I just wrote a note. I said, okay, so water is energy. And so I don't know if that's a statement or a question. What is your take on that statement? Water in itself, everything is energy. First of all, mm -hmm. wind, water, everything, even the hard wood. It's just energy is molecules that are moving at a certain rate, a certain vibration. And that vibration is a form of energy. Okay, so but I think the question you're asking is, is how does water impact our energy? And the way, what, what you really need to say is, if the structural component of a water molecule changes based on how we think, positive or negative, how we feel, our emotions, positive or negative, how we act, we're yelling or we're quiet, or we're happy and laughing, or we're, you know, angry. All of those things, our actions, our thoughts, our emotions, they impact our health on a very molecular and cellular level. Now, Dr. Emoto, the one that did the water, talked about the water, and 80% of our body's water. Dr. Lipton, another scientist, worked on cells on placenta cells, on stem cell research, and found that the cell composition and the health and integrity and what the cell turns into is determined and affected by our environment, and our environment is affected by our positive and negative thoughts. So it's really very interesting to think we can actually create health within our body. Or so, so you are just like an encyclopedia, a wealth of knowledge. What got you interested 
in this to where, you know, you you researched or you know this much? Because I'm pretty sure the quote-unquote average person doesn't know and or, you know, don't exactly have an understanding of the the energy and, and the positive and negative. So what was that thing that got you interested in that, first of all? I've always been a very positive and um, or I thought I always was positive, but I also have negative thoughts and beliefs and expectations like I shared about my father and my husband and my, you know, and people in general walking out. And so it's not that we don't or can't or um, will never have negative thoughts. We will. But we want to increase the level of our positive thoughts over it. So you're asking me, how did I really come to know this? It's not like a light switch, you just turn it on or off. It's a part of growing and developing. It's about, um, I saw it with a lot of my therapy, um, physical therapy patients, that people would come in and were doing exercises, and before you know it, they start talking to me about their personal life, what's going on. Their spouse might have died, now they can't stand up and do things, they can't move forward in life, and they have all these hip and leg problems. Or... They might be in with shoulder problems, and I'll, you know, I'm hearing them about their family, and oh, I have, you know, three children, and they're 30 and 40 and 38 years old, and I'm still, I'm still, all these years later, taking care of their problems, and that's they're carrying the weight of the world, they're carrying the weight of the problems of their children, even though they're grown adult men and women, and so that's the type of energy. That's the type of impact that we can create in our life and in our body. And um, it's amazing how when you just start to change little things in our life, and my book, Powerful Beyond Measure, helps you to understand what is the root cause to our negative belief system, our negative thoughts, and our negative actions. And how you can make the transition from that life you've been living, repeating over and over that repetition thought process that we talked about every day. We keep repeating thoughts um, and actions and beliefs. How do we change that? So we identify it, and then we learn how to change it. We learn how to fall back in love with ourselves, seeing ourselves as this wonderful person, even though we're not perfect and no one is perfect. Absolutely no one will. And don't ever try to be because you'll fail because you can't be perfect. No one is perfect. But seeing people with a loving heart and eyes um, with compassion and kindness and forgiveness and gentleness and seeing yourself and them, you allow yourself to see the beauty in the world. And it will totally change how you live and experience life and your health. So do you think the key so to speak to to healing when we think about healing and I know you are an intuitive healer so when we think about healing do you think the key is to get to the root of the problem the root of the problem is definitely a very important part and um, it's probably 80% of the situation but you can identify it, but then you have to do something with it. And to me, um, I'm not just an intuitive healer. I'm also an energetic healer. I do, I'm a Reiki master, and I also do energy um, work as well. Um, and I do also forgiveness prayer work, um, if you believe in God, and that's a, a stream of um, intervention that you're willing to participate in with my clients. I also do that because th- forgiveness is a very important part. And, um, a lot of people says, well, I don't want to forgive them. They were wrong. Um, if I forgive them, then that means what they did was okay. And no, forgiveness is not for the person who is in error because often we do have a component in that contribution to that situation. Forgiveness is allowing you to let yourself release the toxicity of the energy and of the negativity that you hold around that act um, or that action that happened or didn't happen between two people. So um, it's really important. And it could be something simple. You know, It could be a phone call. 
you know, Valencia, you and I could have had a phone call two weeks ago and, and we both said some cross things, you know, or hurtful things, not meaning to even hurt you, but, or me hurt you or you hurt me, but um, I could have been coming back from um, a very stressful day and <laughs> I just was kind of didn't have as much patience as I should have to hear what your your presentation was or your position on something was. And so anyways, there was a discourse that was not harmonious. We left feeling strained and stressed and frustrated and, oh, you know, and all of that. So how do we forgive that? What's, what, what value does it hold keeping that hurt and pain and resentment and anger and blame and criticism, all those negative feelings and emotions, what does it benefit holding on to that? Hmm. And and to that, I would, I kind of have a very cut and dry mentality with some things. To me, okay, so let's say this happened. And honestly, I would probably take the position that if this does not necessarily affect me, I'm just going to put it away somewhere and just leave it, leave it there. That's like my, my philosophy. I'll just kind of, you know, delete it, just whatever, just, just move on from it. Now, I guess you would probably say that the problem with that is, of course, if I just did that, then when we talked again, it would come back to the forefront of my memory, our last, interaction right so you kind of have like ambers you know in the fireplace that are right smoldering and what happens is when you then re um, address them you you reacquaint yourself with them all of a sudden your breath as you start to talk to them you're starting to stoke the fire you're starting to you're not starting from a cold place or a neutral place you're starting with already hot ambers from a previous experience and so I'm not saying that to forgive means you always have to confront, that you have to address that. That's not what I'm saying. But forgiveness happens on many different levels. But what I would say to you, Valencia, if you were my client, and you said, but I always just tend to be cut and dry, and if something bothers me, I kind of just tuck it away, delete it, and I put it away. So I would be asking you, if that's a repetition pattern that you do throughout your life, when something gets wrong, gets you angry, that I just don't want to deal with it, and I tuck it in a drawer or put it in the closet or throw it over the board on the boat and forget about it, in my mind, that's what I'm saying. I avoid that confrontation that that's a repetition pattern that you're perpetuating throughout your life which is probably not healthy. I am more confront and cut. <laughs> I w- if it bothers me enough, I will confront the person or confront the situation and then I will cut, you know, like, and I think most people in the audience, maybe not, can agree with this. I, I will, you know, confront and then just decide I don't need this negativity in my life. I will just cut you off. Goodbye. I won't deal with you anymore. That's one one way. And the other way is either, you know what, it's just not worth my energy. There, There's like, those are those, the two things that I personally do. You know, I can admit that it's very much how I deal with a whole lot of stuff. I'm, I'll confront and cut. Or I will just whatever, but like you said, keep the the ambers of the fire, you know, lit. <laughs> and so, really, what you're saying is either you're it's either black or white. It's either right or wrong. You either like what they did, you didn't like what they do, and I and if I don't agree, and I'm frustrated with it, I'm just going to take them out of my life. And sometimes <laughs> that is the case. Because sometimes we need to set boundaries. If people are toxic and they do totally take our energy, then that is a, a very appropriate thing to do. If you're living in a relationship which is very abusive and you've had an abusive parents and uh, there's been a lot of abusiveness in your family and stuff, 
Standing up and walking away from that, cutting them out of your life is fabulous, and you should do that. Safety should always be first. But that you don't want, let's just continue with that scenario. So this person who has finally now decided to cut, remove this toxicity, this abusive behavior and people out of their life, which is wonderful. (laughs) Now they've said, I don't feel I can trust people because they're going to abuse me. So then what happens is individual puts on a very strong armor, a coat of armor that's protecting them and not letting people in to their life Mm. because if they let them in, they might hurt them again. They might abuse them because she doesn't know how to be able to stand up on her own. But she did stand up on her own. I'm I'm just using a female as a fictitious scenario, but it could be for males too. But that um, you have to be careful to always do the same patterning because when you do and you repeat that, um, I call it connecting the dots and seeing repetition patterns, that is usually from something from the past, very early on, that you've learned as a behavior mechanism to protect yourself from pain and hurt. This is the behavior I'm doing because I don't want to be hurt. And your brain wants to protect you. But what you really need to do, having that experience happening, is not to do whatever your repetition pattern is. For you, is cut and remove. For someone else, it might be aggressively, verbally accost them. That might be the way someone else always does it. They're like, I'm going to just scream until you hear what I'm going to say. So, you know, mm. you can have both, you know, all different ranges of how people handle things. But if it's repetition and it causes negative outcomes for you personally, that's not helping your spiritual growth. You're actually caught in a behavior, a dysfunction. I use this in my book, uh, Dysfunctional Cycle. That's almost where you're drowning. You're doing the same stroke swimming, and you're drowning in the same negative response that often does not give you the, the response that you really want. So that person who's yelling at the top of their lungs, they finally want people to get their opinion. Don't you hear me? Don't you understand it? Why is it that you just don't get it? I'm going to yell louder. And I'm going to make you feel so crappy you're going to hear that. I was right. And I know there's a lot of people that can, uh, can appreciate this position. Either they are the yeller or someone yells at them. And so the reason that their person is probably yelling is because they've never been felt like they've been heard as a child. And no one has been able to see their side of something. And so they think if I if I yell louder, if I, I you know, if I'm a bully or whatever, they're gonna see my position, they're gonna see how I feel, how much hurt's really going inside of me and no one seems to see my hurt. And it was so that there's a part that that's the part that has to heal. That's the part that the person has to stand up and embrace and realize that yelling is not the response, even though that's the response you always do in your life. It's not getting the outcome you want. And so we actually change our repetition patterns that are no longer serving us. They actually hurt us from our spiritual and personal growth. I feel like you were listening to a conversation I had this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know, but go ahead. You know, (laughs) like, like seriously, you know, um, it was, who can yell the loudest almost and you know I'm just going to be honest guys y'all know I want you guys to learn from some things that that I've done and need to do but it was a a, it was a it was a person that I kind of was like oh I don't want to deal with you so I'm just going to delete you but I can't delete you because you're so ingrained into my life however there's always like a spark of any minute I'm I'm waiting, you know, waiting. It takes nothing for that fire to be lit. Me right. dealing with this particular person. And I had a conversation with this person in which they were basically admitting that they were wrong about something. But I was so hot, I'm not gonna lie, I was so 
just hot from what they were wrong about because I felt attacked. And then, so their apology wasn't really um, heard. I didn't appreciate it. I didn't believe it because I was so busy yelling and, you know, and just kind of like I say, going in about how dare you, you know, say this without knowing, you know, you shouldn't have to apologize. Basically, you should have observed the whole situation first. So it, it's like so many things, and yes, I will answer this. Yes, this is a relationship stemming from my childhood where there has always been some contention. And this is the right. bad part, Miss Cindy. I, I honestly, and it's only because you said it will affect my spiritual and personal growth that I'm even bringing it up because I really have no issue with just not dealing with this person ever again. I, but but Valencia, your words. <laughs> but, but Valencia, may I, if you don't mind me, and I appreciate you sharing your own personal story because we all can relate to that, and that's what makes your radio show so so realistic. It's real because people share their <laughs> stories, which is I appreciate that. But I've got to say, if I was your coach and you're helping you out, that you have used multiple times. I'm sure your listeners would agree. You use, I just cut them out of my life. You're okay removing <laughs> people that create, I want to say almost in a positive way, create conflict for you. And you don't know how to deal with conflict unless saying, fine, you don't like it my way, we don't agree, fine, I'm just going to cut you out of my life. And that person could be, the, could be God. That person, all of us are God. That person could actually be the catalyst to bring your whatever goal you're working on, to fruition, but you don't see it because it's got to be this or that. You either on this side of the road or on that side of the road. You can't find um, balance between, and you're robbing yourself. You don't have to love everyone 100%, but you can coexist with harmony. I'm speechless. Which is hard to be when you're on a radio show. And and at the and time, guys, like <laughs> I know, but you are so, I call it putting me in a corner. Um, guys, if you're listening in and, you know, would like to chime in on tonight's show, you kind of hear what we're discussing. We're talking to Miss Cynthia, who's been on the show before. She has a new book that the hard copy is releasing called Powerful Beyond Measure. You can pre-order it now. Um, if you want to get on the show and have something to say, even about my kind of cut and dry when I don't want to deal with somebody, feel free. I'm open. Feel free to press one on your dial pad. I would love to hear what you guys think, or even if you found yourself in this situation. So I know I am not alone. So. And I will also tell you, I was on Facebook last night. My Facebook page is The Power Within, Cynthia Mazzaferro. Mm-hmm. Come join in. And I was on for three hours. I was going to do one hour of intuitive uh, readings for people. And I had so many people, almost a 1,000 people that were on that were asking for readers, readings. I went for three hours. And finally, I said, that's it. I have no voice left. And so if anyone calls in by pressing one, I think you said Valencia, I would love to hear from you. And I promise I will also pull an intuitive uh, card for you that will also give you additional insight. And while we're waiting, if someone does call, I'm going to pull a card for you, Valencia, if I may. Oh, goodness. Yes. Go ahead. I'm interested. I'm I'm interested. And I hope someone calls in. I love love to interact. (laughs) Oh, what are you scared about? Uh, If this is based on energy, um, because I know, and that's something we didn't get a chance to talk about last time, but this weekend I actually met someone that um, practices Reiki, or Reiki if I'm pronouncing it correctly. And I definitely, and I, I know you are a master of that so I want to a find out exactly what it is and how how can it you know how can it help because she said that 
before she felt like her life was in chaos until she learned the practices of Reiki. So I, I acted like, I was like, oh, okay, I heard of it before, and I left it at that. I said I would Google it to myself. I said I'm going to Google it later or ask Miss Cindy, but since you're here, we could kind of touch on that. <laughs> sure. Well, let me first tell you the card I picked for you, and I do it energetically, so I stand stand out all the cards, and I put my hand over, and I feel a vibration, and I ask which one is the right card for that would best serve you and a message that you potentially could hear and need to hear. So you, I picked the goddess card Guinevere, which is true love, and it says down below, the romantic stirrings in your heart have propelled the universe to deliver great love to you. And this card coming up after us talking about cutting and severing people out of your life, these are all people that are coming to you to deliver you love and that you can love back. I'm just going to say, say interesting with, with that. And I know, like I said, Miss Cindy, there's so with this particular relationship there, there's history and like very contentious, ugly history from my childhood with that person. So me, you know, it, it, the conversation of, you know, who could yell the loudest, um, you know, I, it, it wasn't unexpected. Actually, I kind of felt relieved after that conversation because I felt like maybe it was some stuff that, it, not maybe, I'm just going to be 100% honest. It's some, some stuff that I've been holding on to and decided not to deal with. And even though I didn't deal with those things in that conversation, I felt like, here's my voice. I'm going to yell at you because my whole life, I feel like you have yelled and disrespected me. And I know that's unhealthy. I will admit that. But I'm just telling you what happened. So there's a beautiful messages here, okay? Okay. And first of all, what you are receiving, you also are giving out. We are mirrors of each other. So if they're yelling and you're yelling, you both are resonating, vibrating at the exact same frequency. If you want them to change, then you have to change. So could you still have had a voice, still say exactly what you wanted, but say it with the most loving, kind heart, and that you're still going to get your point made, you're going to say, listen, I don't appreciate it when you talk that way to me. You know, I have lived a lifetime of that, hearing that it makes me feel this way, and I'm not going to allow myself to um, put up with that anymore. We are adults. We are supposed to be respectful of each other. I want to hear your opinion, and I want you to hear mine, and we can still disagree. That's okay. But I'm not going to feel like a child. I'm not going to let you yell at me. And if you choose to, I'm going to walk out the door and we'll, re, um, we'll reconnect or start this conversation again when you're more quiet and we can talk in a respectful way. Funny, funny thing. I have ha- I've had that discussion with this person, maybe not so nice and sweet, and maybe not those exact words, but very similar words. And I was like, whoo, I'm asserting myself, you know. Um, and then this is another thing. I'm in the South. I'm from the South. So it's some things that are in, ingrained in us um, in, in different ways, depending on how you were raised, of some things you do and don't say when it comes to dealing with your quote unquote elders or certain types of people. It's certain things you don't do, especially when it comes to a family member that is an elder. Like, you know, like that's like so ingrained in my DNA that regardless of what, that's still always in the back of my mind that I have to be mindful of, of what, just because of, like I said, it's, I don't know if it's a Southern thing or just the way I was raised, but there's just certain conversations that you don't have. And there's certain things that you 
don't do just because you weren't quote unquote raised that way. So that quiet voice. So those are, those are, those are mm-hmm. all choices. And remember I said to you that we are all one in the same. We all come for, if you believe in a creator, we are all born from this creator. That elder is no better than you as a spirit. You are two vibratory spirits, souls. And that you, so can, you should and can be respectful for everybody because you are all beams of light. Hmm. And that that is what I'm trying to say to you is that when you, Valencia, can choose, because you are going to be empowered. Just like you said, I'm really asserting myself here when I had control of how I was talking. I wasn't out of control. That you can be empowered to be able to express yourself, to validate yourself with calm and peaceness within yourself. Not that you're trying to um, hit them over the head so they get to see what you really are trying to say. You don't have to. You don't have to be a bully. You you can you can um, just let your light, let your words, let your heart, let your feelings out in a beautiful way that exudes love and even disappointment, but in a wonderful, loving way. What you put out into the world, you will receive back in the same form. Wow. I, I'm going to work on that because, um, it, it, like, that's definitely a conversation we would have to have because it would just take us, you know, because it's so, like, embedded. This this particular relationship is so embedded in me that it's going to take a whole lot of work. And I, And honestly, I think part of the problem is, I really don't care, and I know I should, especially because of my relationship with this person, but on the other hand, and I know that's a defense mechanism. It's funny. It's like I could analyze myself. (laughs) You are exactly right. You'd rather say, I don't care. I'll just, I don't want to deal with this is what you're saying. I don't want to deal with it. It's too much work. I can just suffer her out of my life, even though she's still part, (laughs) she or he is still part of my life. I don't want to have to deal with it because dealing with it means Valencia has to deal with Valencia. Mm. Mm. Woo. That that I'm just gonna leave that alone. <laughs> like I said, we'll definitely well, thank, you. thank you for being so authentic and and truthful and really and it's okay to feel trepidation. Trepidation just means like scariness, like I don't know if I feel comfortable with this, you know, or it's different. I never do this. I I, I do it. I'm just kinda like I'm kind of a, a little abrupt at times. I'm kind of like it's this way or that way. I just I figure if I just tell them the way I feel, they don't like it too bad. If they do, that's great too. But you know, there's an in between. It's an in between because there's a softening that can happen within you, Valencia, that is so beautiful and welcoming to people, and that you'll learn and you will see that more people will be. Um, more accepting of you and your actions, that it doesn't have to be black and white. That if you can be a more compassionate and forgiving of other people's actions, then they can be more compassionate and forgiving of your actions. Hashtag 2017 goals. <laughs> yeah. I am work, I working that. on that. Like uh, one of the things I say is in order to, to fix something, quote unquote, or to, to make it better, you do have to admit that. And I'm sure some of the listeners, especially those on that, that know me on a personal level, will 150% agree with you. I am very black and white. There is no in between. It's either yes or no. There's no, there's no in between. And I'm learning how to find my in-between and be comfortable in that in-between because I've always been that very yes or no person. And so I I am working on finding my in-between and being comfortable there. But the hard part is finding an in-between where I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of. 
Right, and that's beautiful. You just said that gorgeously. That was a great <laughs> summation of, of articulating what you realize you need to work on. So it's kind of like the seesaw. You know how you, you've ever had been stuck up in the air, right? Someone keeps you up in the air and you're like, okay, let me go. It's hurting my legs, you know. Or if you're at the bottom, it's the same thing with emotions. You know, being up, you could be all overheated and angry and this and that. And eventually it's going to, you know, you're going to deflate and you're going to come down and you're, there's a, you're like a roller coaster. You, you have the highs and the lows. And if you can find a little more of a tempered, being balanced in harmony, so you're halfway up and they're halfway up. There's more neutrality, more acceptance, more um, beautiful energy flow between the two of you. And um, it, it's just a wonderful thing. And I, I often do this too. I ask people when they're going to have a difficult conversation, practice it ahead of time and tape yourself. <laughs> and when you listen back to the tape, what you're saying to them is exactly what you need to be saying to yourself. That is a great tip. I'm okay, so I'm definitely going to remember that and guys, that that was a a beautiful tip. So that is definitely something that I think we should all do. I'm scared of recording myself and what oh my goodness this is, I'm gonna I, I will let you know how how that goes I think it's great it'll probably help me but I am scared that first conversation I quote unquote have with myself may be quite scary I'll have to inbox it to you and I'm telling you in advance do not judge me Miss Cynthia so while oh, we have I'm like <laughs> nine minutes Reiki what is it I'm okay. interested. So Reiki, Reiki is a universal energy form, which kind of just means that there's energy out in the universe, okay? And this is an old, very old Japanese form of healing where we use actually symbols to call upon and to be able to direct um, energy to go into your body. It's not through, it's not using my energy within my body. It's using an energy outside of me within the universe that flows through my hands that goes into another person, whether it's a dog or an animal. It could be a plant. It could be anything. So it's, I'm kind of like the conduit, the wiring to light up the light. You know, you have electricity in the wall and you have the wire and you light up the light. So I, you have this energy out in the universe, which is called Reiki, um, and then I am like the wire that then can transmit the energy into individuals or individual things. And so as a Reiki master, there is no um, lapse of space or time or distance. So I can actually sit right here if I activate, and maybe you'll have me back on another call, we can actually do Reiki on the live radio call and all of you will be and you will actually feel tingling you will actually be receiving energy reiki energy to all of you and it's it's extremely relaxing and i don't like when i if i was working on you or anybody um i don't say i want this reiki just to go to your elbow because you have elbow pain um it i actually do it on different position body positions that is um different patterns that we do because it's never just one point. And Reiki energy has a higher intelligence, just like the God intelligence, universal energy, that it knows where it needs to go in your body. And I would just move my hands. I'm that wire. It allows the energy to go in and serve you and your greatest for your greatest good. So is it some, it, it sounds like it's a, Almost like a focused meditation, or maybe oh, I'm all the way all. wrong. No, no, no <laughs> it's, not, it's not a meditation at all. It's actually, it's um, well, just actually rub your hands together, everybody. And when you rub your hands together, okay, and then you pull them apart, and your your hands kind of feel tingling right now, right? You feel a vibration from your palm. Now bring your palms slowly together as if you have a beach ball between them. And at some point, you're going to feel like there is a resistance. There's a ball between your hands, even though there's no structure there. 
that is a form of energy. So Reiki is a form of universal energy that goes into structures, into beings, that is hand-delivered through a Reiki master, a Reiki practitioner, and that that energy goes through and a, 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 um, I don't want to say address, but it transmutes or transmits through your cells, through your tissues, through your fluids, and it creates harmony and balance. It's kind of like think of um, when you have someone that hits um, has a little drumstick and they hit a xylophone, and you hear that vibration. There's an energy, so there's a, a movement of that flow of energy. So there's no meditation that happens here where you consciously are thinking meditation for Reiki. Absolutely not. But when you have someone doing Reiki on you, you become very relaxed because you're creating harmony within your body, into the cells, into the the hormonal, the chemical, the water. Everything is harmonized. It's kind of like that beautiful lake where there's not a ripple of water. Everything is, is being balanced and healed. And that is what this energy does. Does that help describe it a little better? Okay, what I'm about to say, I'm like 90% sure, but I may be wrong again. So it was like what Mr. Miyagi did on the Karate Kid. You, like I'm not being it yeah, sounds that's funny. Great okay, it's okay. So exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Exactly I'm right. thinking this, but am I right or wrong or left yeah. or right? That's a, okay. That would be a form. Yes, that'd be a form. Of, and I don't know exactly what it is, but yes. Exactly. And I actually have done that. Now, I know I can pull in symbols to to increase the intensity of that energy. That's what I'm doing. I'm increasing the intensity so I can be a best practitioner for my client. But I actually had someone who was at a tennis court and they cut their lip. They needed stitches. And I started doing Reiki on them right away. And by the time the EMTs came, there was no blood. You could barely move the part apart and she never got stitches. Just, hmm. you know, 15 minutes of Reiki waiting for the practitioner, the EMT to come. So um, it's very amazing um, energy work. But remember, all of you are really energy practitioners. How we are affecting our inner health is, is something that you can take an active role in and be responsible for your health, your inner health and your outer physical health. And my book, Powerfully Beyond Measure, talks a lot about energy. It talks about physical symptoms and what do they mean. Is it from a male or a female in your life? Is it from the past? All of these things are discussed in my book. It's it's on sale on Amazon for thirteen thirty six, I think, or sixty three. It's a very small fraction of a cost, and it's a book that you will use over and over again in your life. And in the introduction, there's a link that gives you six additional free bonus gifts and one of them is a workbook where you can write in the workbook when you do the exercises there's two guided meditations that are phenomenal and um, there's a self-assessment and also a page that you can actually print off an autograph uh, message and um, you can pick which category if it's love or strength or courage or faith and you pick you open up the category you want and there's a message that's there with my signature. You print that off and you put that in your first page and you have an autographed copy of your book. Yay and awesome. And guys, like she said, go to Amazon. I know when you were just describing the book and when you said male or, or female negative energy or so on, I'm thinking, yeah, I female. Female, I have some negative female energy that I need to find out how to deal with because I am kind of stuck with these people for life. So with that being said, Miss Cindy, thank you so much, guys. You guys could go to her website at www.CynthiaMazaferro.com. It will be in the show notes. Her information will also be on Define You Radio's Facebook page. I want to thank you again to our wonderful pop-up guest, Thank you guys so much for joining us this week and welcome to the family. If this is your first time listening and Miss Cindy, you're like uh, what I call a alum of the show. 
I don't have well, a quote, you. guys. <laughs> I don't have a quote to end the week. Um, however, you guys have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening in to tonight's show. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening in to Healing You. Remember, you must heal you in order to define you. Join us next week, same time, same place, as we continue the healing journey together. 